0: City Church. What awesome, wonderful faces in the room! Uh, some of them are chocolate-covered faces this morning. Chocolate whiskers, Oscar. <laughs> All right. Oh yes, yeah. so you girls got some donuts too. All right. Well, we should get this party started. I think that would be a good idea. I don't think there's a whole lot to uh, announce this morning, so. Uh, we do want to say happy 13th birthday to Mr. Tristan over here. Woo! Hey, you made it. He's an official team. I hope you had a good day yesterday. You partied a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, sweet. Well, uh, yeah. We'll get back to that after worship, because I think there's, God has something for you this morning. I think he has something for you. I just have a hunch, perhaps. <laughs> awesome well, why don't we do this? Why don't we stand up? And we haven't done an opening where we just did a declaration, a, a series of declarations. So I think it would be appropriate this morning, especially since what's well, been about three weeks almost now, since Steve Backlin has been through and everybody's all stirred up with uh, feasting on on positivity and fasting from negativity and who has it? Uh, who was clicking i think it was naira she's been using the clicker you know making those positive declarations every day and counting them so you know god is up to something he's he's always in pursuit of transformation he wants to continue he's relentless that's what i found in my life he's just relentless he never stops he just when you think that maybe you've blown it maybe you've just like disappointed him, he just comes in and shows you you're never a disappointment. To him, he says you're never. You never disappoint me. In fact, you're so not disappointing to him that he knew exactly what you would do in life. He knew exactly how you would walk out your Christian journey. Yet he sent Jesus anyway to rescue you. He decided before the earth was founded, before the foundations of the earth, that Jesus would come and he would take the burden, he would take the weight of yours and my sin, that he would wipe out our debt, that he would credit to us complete righteousness, that he would give us an inheritance, an inheritance that we are just just barely tapping into, an identity, You are royalty. I know Dave's going to come up later probably and say good morning kings and priests, but you are a kingdom people. You are ruling and reigning in life through faith in Christ Jesus. You are a royal priesthood. You are saints. You are no longer sinners. That is not your identity. Your worst day does not define who you are, but his best day for you on the cross now defines who you are. So let's make some declarations together, and then we're just going to blast off into worship. Does that sound like a good deal? So I'm going to stand here. I'll face the screen back there. Isabel, you ready? So guys, with us together, let's just declare this. I am powerful, and what I believe changes the world, so today I declare... God is in a good mood. He loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. Yes, Jesus, you're
1: so beautiful. Let's just remain in that atmosphere of worship. Just lift your voices right now and tell them how much you love him. We just love you, Father. We just worship you, Father God. You're so beautiful. God, we thank you, God, that you, you're so faithful to us, God. God, you hear our cries. You hear our prayers, Father. God, we ask, God, for those breakthroughs that have not come, God, that they would come, those promises that they would come, Father. Just continue to release your spirit on us today. That as we move on in our day, Father, that this just wouldn't end. You deserve every moment of our day, God. I love you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, yes. I'm going to ask any of the ministry team, if you have anything, please come line up over here. Do you guys have anything? Come, 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 come. Yeah, John and Karen, if you have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually like to introduce, Karen, would you stand to please? We met the, John, I just met Karen today, I'm so happy. We met John two years ago at Global Legacy. And um, it's such a pleasure to have him and his wife here today. It was such an awesome surprise and get to finally meet you. (laughs) Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Dave. Here, sorry.
2: You guys know what I'm going to say. Good morning, kings and priests. Um, The Lord said that there's some people in here that have a big decision coming up in their life. And you don't know which way to go, whether to the left or to the right. And these are important decisions. The Lord, he wants to make those so plain that they're standing right in front of you. So I want to pray for that. And I'm also going to pray for some, some people feel achy in their joints, their ankles, or knees, hips, back, elbows, neck, shoulders. I think that's everything. So Heavenly Father, we come before you for those that have to make decisions. Lord Jesus, right now we bind the enemy that would try to cloud these decisions. And Lord, right now we say that these decisions are standing, the importance are standing right in front of them, Lord. They're looking right at them in the eyes. And that they are your paths, Lord, because it says in your word, you have made our paths straight. You have removed the obstacles in our path, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we look forward to going further in you and further in our careers, our health. We pray for those with achy joints right now in Jesus' name. We speak to the the pain, the tightness, and we say go right now in Jesus' name. Right now, we speak fresh life into those joints. Thank you, Lord, for your healing, for your word. The Lord also says, don't speak to your body as though it were broken and old. Speak to your body as though it were young. It says in my word, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Begin speaking my word over your body that your youth is renewed like the eagles. It says the angels hearken to my word. In Jesus' name.
3: (laughs) So, um, it was kind of a rough morning for me, and I'm dragging my feet. I'm dilly-dallying, and I actually would have been okay if we hadn't made it. I mean, I was just like, I just want to stay home. So... um, So definitely not feeling like a 10 today, feeling more like a two. And during worship, the Lord, uh, he he had showed me this picture. If you have ever seen a litter of puppies when they're about two weeks, three weeks old, they're starting to get fun and playful. And uh, when they're um, nursing, they, they just go all out. They're so full that their bellies are tight like a drum. And they're laying on their back, and there's you can even see milk flowing out of their mouths. And the Lord says, he says, I want you to be as peaceful and restful as that puppy, because your, um, your doing is not going to make you uh, have any better place with me. You're not going to earn any higher position with me. Regardless of how you're feeling, you are in. I want you to stay in that place of peace and rest, and be like that satisfied, contented puppy. So, not real spiritual, but uh, definitely a great, uh, a great picture of peace. And um, and then the other one was the verse where, um, or the story where Peter is saying to uh, Jesus, he's like, "Well, what about John?" And Jesus said, yeah, what about John? He says, what is that to you and me? And so it was the same thing for me today. It's like, Lord, I'm just not feeling it. You know, everybody else is on top of their game today. And he's like, well, what is that to you and me? What is that in our relationship? Um, He said, just stay in that place of peace. Don't try to be like everybody else or anybody else. So peace, peace. (laughs)
4: My wife and I are just here visiting. My sister recently moved to um, Port Orchard, so we were just visiting them. And I met your pastors and fell in love with them from across the church building at a conference two years ago. So we decided we'd come over today. But the Lord has a very specific word for you. And I was really surprised when I came in that, you know, I I didn't know you had an opportunity to do this. But the Lord has a very specific word. You, You might want to record this. You just might want to do that. Oh, you record. Okay, so it's recorded. So you have access to it. Would, would you mind standing up? Just do that. Stand up and then hold my wife's hand. Just That's my wife, Karen. Just hold her hand. The Lord said that he made you to fly, to soar to high, high places. And when you were young and you were a, a little girl, you soared higher than anybody. Your childhood was an amazing experience of flying and, and learning how to fly, but then all of a sudden you flew into a downdraft that just slammed you. And you've been flying and trying to recover and battle against this downdraft that's been blowing on you now for a number of years. And when we were singing that song about, he, he lifts me, up, he puts, gives him wings. I said, so why haven't you given her wings? And he said, I did. I made her to fly. And she's been asking me to help her, to help her, to help her. But if I help her to fly, she'll never fly on her own again. She hasn't crashed. She's scraped the ground a few times um, along the way and has some scars from that. Uh, but you have not crashed. And God says, I cannot put out my hand and pick you up and carry you because I didn't make you for that. I made you to fly said at night when you cry out to me and when you're upset and you're angry and you're down on yourself especially because you think you did something wrong by flying into this downdraft no the downdraft was there and that will teach you to fly you will fly again you'll fly high you will soar again your destiny is intact in his hands your destiny now is intact unto the next generation of flyers. I um, mean, that is what he's saying. And, 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 and it is not because he doesn't like you. He loves you deeply. He loves you so much. He'll let you scrape on the ground before he will reach down and stop you from flying because he made you to fly.
0: That's good. That's good. That's That's good. Thank you. That's <laughs> Can I keep going? <laughs> keep, keep going if you want, John. <laughs> That was good. Oh, man, I was getting messed up for you. <coughs> Tissues, please. Yeah, God, he just has got your phone number because it's the people that don't know you that aren't a part of our, our church legacy family that are getting you. That's really encouraging. God's just got good stuff for you. So we're happy that you're, you're nesting in with us. Yeah. And I just feel like, <clears throat> I don't know exactly what I was sensing, but there's just something of God on your three boys there. Like, he, his heart is for them. Yeah, he's a good father. He's got them. They're going to just grow up and to be, be released into these mature men of God. I just see a lot of destiny on them. I mean, I, I can see destiny. I, I wouldn't speak anything else on anyone in this room but they're definitely highlighted right now because they're digging into the donuts. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, <clears throat> why did I pull that scripture up? Our little uh, wireless microphone, uh, the batteries just were no good. I brought a whole bunch of batteries from the, <clears throat> from the drawer at home and they're all dead. So that's okay. We got a good microphone that works here that's wired. So I was just sensing in our worship time, just God surrounding us. I know we sang it. And, you know, I want to remind us, if you didn't hear Steve Backlund, he he said God showed him a long time ago, he would get tired in worship of the same line line being sung over and over and over. And he's like, just anxious for them to be done. And he was like, God, why do they keep repeating the same thing over and over? Can't we just move on? And he, God told Steve, he said, Steve, sometimes that's the only way I can get you to say it. Sometimes that's the only way he can get us to agree to partner with heaven and pull the things of heaven into our atmosphere, into our lives through our declaration. I won't go off on declarations, but you guys know God has, he's put something in you and on you when he designed your body he gave you a mouth he, the bible says he created you in his image the one who spoke creation into existence said you were created in my image and i put the power of life and death in your mouth we all know the power of words when we're kids and someone says something <clears throat> someone calls you a, a name I got called a pansy once, and it wasn't by a friend. I won't say who it was, but it was uh, an adult. They didn't call me a pansy. They said, you're throwing that ball like a pansy. Well, guess what? I never wanted to pick up a ball again. I just want to say, Sc- screw it. I'll go smoke weed with all the losers. <laughs> anyway, God has healed that stuff, so don't, don't think I need you know a sozo for that, but maybe I do. I don't know but the reality is words are powerful and god has has charged us he's he's given us the mandate to speak life to speak truth to speak the things that we see in people it's easy to prophesy dirt because that really isn't prophecy that's just analysis you're just analyzing you're just Seeing what's the obvious, you right there, you've got, you know, whatever. You're going in a bad direction. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. They probably know it. But it, it takes the Holy Spirit illuminating to your spirit what he sees, that higher perspective. What, what is God showing you? What does he want to speak to that person? What's the gold inside of that valuable person that he died for on the cross? that he says is my son or my daughter that may be a prodigal right now. They may have ran off from home. They may be in the enemy's camp. They may be destined, if they don't get out of that situation, to an eternity separated from him. But he wants them to come home. He wants sons and daughters to come back to him. But he put the power of life and death in our mouths. And he's given us the mandate to call out the gold, call out the treasure of heaven that he sees and that he wants us to see. He wants to teach us not just to walk differently through life, to go against the flow and not with the flow. You know, don't be transformed to the patterns of this world, but be, or don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. You know, he's renewing our minds. He's renewing the way we're learning to talk, and he's renewing the way we see people. I'm beginning to see people in my workplace differently. Something was ignited in me this last month that I've dipped in and out of over the years, over the last five years, this this thing of being prophetic. You know, we've heard and we've encouraged that we all may prophesy. All of us may prophesy. It doesn't mean you're a prophet, but you all have the ability to hear God and to speak what he's saying. So I want to develop the prophetic more in my life. And it's our heart, as you guys know, that we we want to see our church really flowing sweetly in a prophetic culture. Learning to hear God, learning to, to speak encouragement and exhorting and building people up. We need that. Who doesn't need some encouragement now and then? You just got some excellent encouragement. So, yeah. So I've got a little bit of encouragement, but I, w- I was sensing in our worship today just this heavenly, it was like a, a wall of power around us. And I don't think that wall of power that I couldn't even see the top of in, in worship as I had my eyes closed, it just went up and up and up. And it was moving around like a tornado, but it was white and powerful and strong. And I think he wants us to know. He wants you to get it in your spirit so deep that you have confidence in knowing he is surrounding you. He surrounds us with songs of deliverance. He surrounds us with his presence. He surrounds us with angels. All of heaven is on our side. We have a great cloud of witnesses that are watching and cheering us on. So I just felt like a couple of words to declare that he is he he wants to speak over us and remind us that he has protection. Just receive his protection today. Just take hold of it. His peace and a refuge. The Lord is our refuge. He's our strength. He's our strong tower. So I had two two people highlighted this morning. I wanted to chill out a little bit because I know like the last couple times I had like four different people and I'm going to run out of people to give a prophetic word to. So I, mean, I could just give a word over and over to the same people and see what I'm mean, God, God has his thoughts towards us are beyond the sands of the sea. That's how numerous they are. It's amazing. He's all he you are the object of his affection. <laughs> he can't get you off of his mind. In a way, he's just obsessed with seeing you become who he's called you to be and who he's designed you to be. So, well, at least the prophetic words I have aren't for Ethan and Oscar right now, because there they go. (laughs) So, Leslie, I just felt like God highlighted you in worship, so do you want to stand for it? Judy's behind you to catch you if you fall over receive it (laughs) so I don't know if you've looked up your name meaning before but I'm just going to say it in front of everybody and and to you Leslie your name means enclosure garden and fort and it, it summed it up as a garden of hollies a garden of holly trees like holly plants There's something powerful about your name. So before I looked your name up, this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me. I see you lassoing like Wonder Woman in her golden lasso. I see you lassoing the enemy. I see you lassoing the enemy, like binding the enemy, like someone who who has an anointing for deliverance. I see you lassoing the enemy and loosing captives. That was just a picture I had, just tying up and loosing, binding and loosing. I felt like there's a great anointing to release blessing over the broken in spirit. So if you're drawn to those who are broken in spirit, the downcast, God wants to just highlight that to you, that you know he has got you. He's he's got your back, and he wants to grace you with that anointing to set captives free and to just release, to declare blessing over those that are broken in spirit. Whatever that blessing may look like. I see gentleness on you. Like just when I look at you, I see gentleness and grace and peace. So I bless you with that. Yeah, you got a good name. Enclosure. garden it's yeah look your name up look it up you probably thought oh it's just a common name someone just sounded like something so they a derivative of something else but it's good last but not least tristan birthday kid you want to stand up so we can give you a little word we we wanted to also bless you just as a church family want to give you a little birthday gift but we don't want you to open it right now so we'll just hand it to you later but you my friend have a really powerful name as well i have never looked up the name tristan before but it was a name that i thought that, that's, that was on my list of boy names when we chose oscar which means god's spear <clears throat> and old scar but tristan your name has really powerful meaning You want to hear it? Have you looked it up? It means tumult or riot. Like creating a ruckus. Stirring things up. Yeah, thank you, Amy. And so I was like, okay, God, what what do you have for Tristan regarding his name? I mean, that could be taken by someone in in a negative way. Oh, here comes that ruckus. Here comes that one that stirs things up, but this is what I felt God was saying for you. You're the storm before the calm, and you're the calm after the storm. feel like God has graced you, and you're gonna grow into this, and you're gonna see it in your life as you walk with him, and as you learn to yield yourself to to the presence of God in your life, when you're speaking from your heart into someone else's heart, you're gonna recognize that there's a grace on you to bring a storm into situations that will actually result in peace. Like you're the storm before the calm. Usually we say it the other way. There's the calm before the storm. But you bring something that stirs things up and brings things to the surface so that the peace of God can come in and be replaced in that situation. So the storm before the calm, bringing the calm after the storm, you are a powerful instrument in his hand to bring kingdom change. God has a plan. He's a king and he has a kingdom and he has a map and he wants to establish his kingdom in enemy territories and he wants to grace you and use you as an instrument in his hand to release his kingdom plan into the earth, into different places he will lead you into. So I heard kingdom change. Oh, that was part of the last one. Atmosphere shifter. You probably get along good with Ethan because he's an atmosphere shifter too. It's a gift. It's not a bad thing. It's a gift of God. It's how he designed you. You're a powerful young man and even more powerful in his hand. I see kindness over you. So like God has just blessed you with a sense of kindness. People see you and they feel like this is a kind person. And they they probably, you're going to find people coming to you and feeling safe like you're not going to be mean and beat them up and, and make them feel bad about themselves you're actually a kind person and so I see peace on you kindness and peace and the Bible says that peacemakers who sow in peace so you're a peacemaker if you, if you are a man of peace and you sow peace wherever you go if you release your peace wherever you go the Bible says that you will reap a harvest of righteousness that's a good thing. So we, we as a church family bless you, Tristan. And we say happy birthday. You want to hold? Okay.
1: Tristan. So I was seeing in the spirit realm that when you speak, God listens. You know how when you, if there's a puddle and you poke in the middle of it and it sends out ripples? In the spirit realm, I saw you like with this, this staff. You put it down and this ripple effect just went out
0: in the spirit. Awesome, man. You can go ahead and sit down. And make sure we don't, like, not give you that before you leave. We don't want that to be a distraction, though, so. You might start putting Lego, Minecraft stuff together right in the middle of the, the meeting here. Boy, oh boy. I, do, I don't know John super well, but I know what I've heard him share down in McMinnville twice now. And we knew we had to get one of his books for sure when he was speaking a message on being untwisted, the being people coming out of a twisted state. And man, he'd probably be like, oh, I'll come up and preach that message. I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> so I feel like we have a, a general in the room here. We are all kings and priests, but man, this guy's got some history. And uh yeah. I'd like to plan a visit sometime where we set you up and and you can just, like, run with it. Um, for, for the sake of this morning's meeting, I'm going to just go a little bit forward with what we've been talking about. And uh, let's see. Yeah. There's always a thousand things that I put out like a smorgasbord, so I just have to get a sense of where's the best spot to go. You know, when God gave us the call to plant this church, we knew that there were certain things that were musts, must-haves. This church must have an apostolic, prophetic foundation. And I'll talk a little bit more about that just just to refresh us. We've spoken about that many times over the past. We want to build correctly. We want to build something, a house, a place of the presence of God in this city. There are many churches and many different heartbeats, many different rhythms of the kingdom that are flowing in these different houses. But we're not all the same. Not every house in the region, not every church, when I say house I mean church, Not every church has the same DNA. We all have different strengths and different weaknesses, but we'll focus on the strengths, of course. Don't want to throw stones at the other houses just as much as we don't want them throwing stones at ours. There's a lot of things they could say, well, you don't have a homeless ministry. We don't. Maybe we will someday. Maybe we'll partner with those that already have one. But there's certain musts. We wanted to be a church that is building itself on an apostolic prophetic foundation I used to have a basic understanding of what apostolic meant to me that meant spiritual fathers speaking into the life from the outside of our context into our local church but I've I've discovered that there's a little bit more to it just being spiritual dads or moms and dads Um, let's go ahead and Put slide number six up real quick. So we've thrown this one out there before. You guys probably already know this. The word apostle means sent one. So if we are an apostolic people, that means we are sent. God has put the word in your spirit as you are a sent one. Jesus is our chief apostle. And he told us to go. Go into all the earth. So we are sent ones. But the word apostle actually wasn't like a Bible word. It was a word in the Greek culture that was used for, well, I'll just read my notes here. The Greek word was used to describe an envoy who was sent by Rome to culturize a conquered territory, to create a home away from home. So in a sense, apostolic people influence and shape the culture. It's it's our grace on us as an apostolic people that we get to shape our surroundings with the culture of heaven that we get to bring heaven into our environment where there's sickness we get to release healing where there's brokenness we get to bind up the broken heart and we get to release life and encouragement and strength so we get to bring his kingdom into the earth I don't think I'm telling anybody anything different there but what I really appreciate, what I've seen and learned over, over time is that apostles, men and women that have an apostolic anointing, and they, they hold that office of apostle, have an ability to see things like a blueprint, like the heavenly blueprint. They can see, they just have a gift of wisdom on their lives to see things from heaven's perspective and to be able to come from the outside and say, yeah, your foundation could use some strengthening in this area, or a little bit over on this area. Maybe uh it's it's an encouragement to I see where God wants to lead you, and what I see missing is your leadership base needs to become wider. It needs to be expanded. And most of us know we've been in churches before where the senior pastor and his wife and maybe one other person are trying to do it all. That's the leadership base, the tip of the arrow. You can't build much on just a tiny little leadership base of two people. Sometimes the word is it's time now to expand your leadership base, to train and equip people to carry the weight of the people that God wants to bring in. I see that in this place. I see leadership on everyone's life in this room. Whether you feel like you're in a season of being unplugged or totally plugged in, you all have leadership on your lives. Whether it's just leading yourself or leading you and your spouse or your children or leading in the workplace or in the community, you have leadership on your life. You are meant to be the head, not the tail. So let's look at a scripture. This is church. We should look at the Bible. Wink, wink, Judy. (laughs) Let's go ahead and put up slide number four, Isabel. I'm sorry, not slide number four, uh, slide five. So this is Ephesians chapter 2, and it's from verses 18 to the end. It's probably one of my, I just love all of it, but this is one of my highlighted ones right now. This is a season that I feel like this is our church. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Okay, we talk a lot about that in this house, actually. Come boldly before the throne. God does not want anything to be an obstacle for you to run to him. Jesus dealt with that. Okay, that's not what I want to get into, though. But you have access, okay? The Wi-Fi connection is not spotty like at our house when people try to game online. You have direct access to the Father 24-7 by the Holy Spirit. So then, we'll move on. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. I'll just pause there for a second. We talked a little bit about this last week, so I won't go too long on that. We are a household of God. Jesus told us when we pray, this is how you should pray. Our dad, our father. Jesus said, I'm going now to my father and your father. We have a relationship with God. We get to call him father. We get to call him dad. And it still blows me away. The spirit that lives within us cries out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. I would encourage you guys just to, if you're not comfortable with that, if you're just like, always just like, Holy Lord, Most High God, I bow before your throne as a worthless worm. Please don't destroy me, but have mercy. And he's up there as a good dad and he's like, my son, my daughter, just look up in my face. I took away your unworthiness. I washed you with the blood of my son, Jesus. I put the spirit of Jesus inside of your spirit and brought you back to life. I have wrapped you up in Jesus so that you are totally clothed in him. You are covered now in his righteousness. You have permission now to come boldly into my presence, boldly into the living room, When I'm seated in my cozy recliner that only dad gets to sit in, wink, wink, children. I'm not Archie Bunker, really, but it is my chair, so don't get in it. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to Isabel or whoever. So, our Father God wants to pull you up into his lap, he wants to pull you in his presence, he wants to speak over you what he thinks of you. He is not angry. The wrath of God was poured out on the cross towards our sin, towards our all ungodliness. The debt has been paid. Now God is focused on a reno job. He's like, I don't want you to keep looking back at what the house used to look like. That thing got torn down and buried, and now we're building something new. Let's get the wiring right. Let's get the plumbing right. Let's get all the issues fixed. This is going to be a house that beams my glory. That's what his focus is. He, he wants to bring in the stuff that he sees that he wants to bring in, and it's all good. So, oh, yeah, we're reading a scripture. So we are the household of God. We are his family members. He's our dad. Jesus is our big brother. And no, Holy Spirit is not our mom. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Even though when we learned about the father ladder, there is correlation because mothers are comforters and nurturers and the Holy Spirit is our comforter nurturer and our teacher. But the Bible does call the Holy Spirit a he. So you've worked that one out in your own thinking and theology. Household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. If we don't get the foundation right, the house is going to be wonky. It's going to be lopsided. You're going to put something on the floor and it's going to roll to the other end. (laughs) We've lived in houses like that. The earth settles, but we need the foundation to be built the way God wants us to build it. So this is our passion, that we would have an apostolic and a prophetic foundation with obviously... Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. This is all about him. I don't think anyone in this room would ever argue that we're about something other than Jesus. We love his presence. We love what he wants for us. We want to build what he wants us to build. And if he's not in the middle of it, if he doesn't show up, then I'm not coming. If the doors are locked some Sunday... Then I got a, a clear word. Holy Spirit's not going to show up anymore. I think we'll see that coming before it would actually happen. I hope. That's why we have an apostolic prophetic foundation where we invite apostles and prophets to speak into what we're doing. Hence, we have Galen and Danette Gingrich, our apostolic mom and dad. We have Teresa Farley. Who is a prophetess in that house, who we've invited to speak prophetically into what we're building. And both sets of people, sets, well, the couple, the Gingriches and Teresa, want to come soon and spend some time with us. Galen's already checking the calendar and trying to figure out when to come be with us again. We just want to do things right. We don't want to be anxious and adding things to our peace that don't belong there. We don't want to run with things just to make everyone happy. We want to be wise and careful builders. So we want to have this apostolic prophetic foundation. Yes, ma'am.
1: That peace that he's talking about, even in our own lives, just daily stuff. If it's something that you're feeling like, uh take a step back. And if it's not your peace or your peace... You need to not go there. Yeah. And don't apologize for it.
0: <laughs> yes. We need visuals for this, you know. Protect your piece, your P I. Is that how you spell it? I because before. <laughs> I could type it and autocorrect would just fix it for me. <clears throat> your P I E C E, protect your piece, and then you will protect your P A P E A C. P E A C. Peace, peace, my woman. (laughs) But if you don't guard your piece of the pie, that's how I'll just say it that way. If you don't protect your piece of what God has for you, he's got boundary lines for you. They're, They're in pleasant places, okay? That doesn't mean that he won't have some expansion for you and test things out to see if you can handle more. But your boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So if it starts to get way too heavy, well, then either you're carrying something that you shouldn't be carrying or you're doing it all by yourself and you weren't meant to be in isolation. We were meant to function as family and carry each other's burdens. In fact, I think I better just zip right ahead to that now because we're not going to get to it otherwise and it's really important. I've had this scripture for weeks now. Look at, let's look at slide number 13, Isabel. <clears throat> So this is Galatians chapter 6, and it's a passage that used to kind of, it was kind of a funny one, because just don't look up at it for a second. This is the Passion Translation. I learned it in the NIV, and it said, to carry each other's burdens, but each one should carry his own load. And I was like, okay, this is a tension scripture. We each have our own load to carry, but we should carry one another's burden. So I loved how the Passion Translation said it. And I actually really appreciated the fact that it doesn't start out wording it in a way where it automatically put my mind in, oh, somebody's in a, caught in a sin. Because it says, if, if you see someone who is overtaken in a sin, those of you who are spiritual should restore them. So it's like, oh, and be careful because you might fall into it with them. It just sounded more s- scary, kind of intense. And so in the Passion Translation... Some may say, well, that's kind of watering it down, but the actual interpretation of the word fault that he gives is not the same word for sin. So my beloved friends, if you see a believer, one of your brothers or sisters who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the spirit seek to restore him. I feel like a preach is coming on. God doesn't want you just to be a spiritual water fountain in your living room, never pouring out to anybody else. We need each other. God knows we need each other. May the one who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore him or her. Win him or her over with the gentle words, with gentle words, which will open their heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over them. That totally brings a different light for me. I get the warning about be careful that you don't go fall. You know, if I see my brothers doing some drugs some cocaine, and I used to be a cocaine dude, I don't want to just barge right in there and say, flush that down the toilet, but let me get a quick line before you do it. Yeah. That, that's kind of that way that scripture used to work for me was, if you're going to go talk to someone who's in their sin, be careful that you might not fall into it with them. But you know, be a strong believer and walk into that sensitivity. we need to do that, we need wisdom we need to be cautious dealing with sin issues but when someone is just in a weak place, when they're, when they're broken, when their hearts are broken when they are downcast we need prophetic words to come and encourage and to build up we have been called to become an apostolic prophetic people a people that see each other and see our situations the way God sees it. To prophetically call that stuff out that God sees, even though you may not be walking in it right now, to call out the hope of what he has. He's the one that's working it all out for our good. He works everything. Everything that looks bad right now, he's working it out. He is the wisdom, he is the the what does Graham Cook always call him? He's the brilliant one. He's brilliant. He knows how to figure out anything. He's the master fixer. He could take anything that seems broken and ready just to be flushed or thrown into the garbage heap. He can breathe new life into it. He always sees a way. It ain't over till it's over, one of my deceased old postal customers told me once. Now it's over for him, of course. But, but it ain't over till it's over. And if it's not good right now, it's not over because he's working all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, who love him and who are called to his purposes. I'm gonna just reread that and I think we'll wrap it up with this. i want to have some party time to hang out with all y'all and we gotta get some, some, I want you guys to dig into these guys and get some of the good stuff they carry. I don't know when they'll come back again, but we're going to have to chat about you coming up here and sharing something that they've already heard me share all kinds of stuff, but you got something fresh, I know. Yeah, come and interrupt. I actually
4: teach what you're talking about all over the world. I was just in, in, war, was in Mexico last Sunday teaching this very thing. And if you'd give me just a minute to illustrate what you, the point he's making. The point that he's making is, is that all of us have an appointed place. If you have an, you are appointed as the pastor leaders of this house, you need to bear that. But along with that assignment comes a lot of crap. And you're not assigned to carry the junk. So we are to carry each other's stuff that we're not assigned to carry. And tragically, we don't have a theology in the church or history of actually doing that yeah. in the church. And, and so I want to actually show you one of the ways that that happens. Um, if the two of you just go sit over here in the front row next to each other. The, if that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the, 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 the reality is, is that so many things in the spirit realm require us to take action. Power is released by what we say, but ground is conquered by how we act. We actually go and possess the land, for example. We don't just talk about the land. We go in and possess the land. And so we need to learn how to bear one another's burdens. And there's a whole variety of ways that we've yet to learn about how to do this. It will transform um, the house. And so if I get the two of you to come and help me, just the two of you, if you, yeah, if you guys would just come and do this one of the things it says in the text is that we need to humble ourselves to make sure that we are not lording it over the others and um, and I'm reminded that Jesus had the assignment of going to the cross but he didn't even he was not able to bear the burden of his own cross and a stranger had to come along remember the story Stranger came along and finished bearing the burden of the cross to Calvary. Wow. 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 So I'm going to ask the two of you to um, do something significant. And that is, if you would lay down on the floor in front of him, face down, and if you would lay down on the front of the floor, face down in front of her. If you would just lay on the floor in front of them, face down, you guys might have to but let them get down there first get close to each other Now, come close together come close together the two of you you're married you can come close together come close together okay now listen and watch what's going to happen here because you're going to see something that is amazing and it's what you've been preaching and what you've been teaching and that is I want each of you to put your feet on their back Did you feel the atmosphere change? No, no, no. Put them on his back. Both of you put your feet on their back. Put your feet on their back. This is two people humbling themselves, laying on a concrete floor to bear the burden that is not theirs to carry. You see, sometimes the reason we can't receive anything of the Lord is because, and and, and this is a word for the two of you, we get so filled up with all the burdens. You see, the same place that blessing is received is the same place the burdens are received. And if you're so filled up with all the stuff that you can't receive anything, then what good is ministering to somebody when they absolutely have no room to receive? Do you understand that? That's what your message is this morning. I'm not departing from your word at all. So if I get the two, the two of you guys right back there, the two of you to come, and I want you to stand behind them. Now, the two of you on the floor, you're going to start to feel junk come from them on you. And the two of you have to begin to release. You see, everything that's negative in our body moves down. That's, and if it's true in the natural, it's true in the spiritual, it's true in the relational. So you can just let the hurts, the rejection, the pain. You have searched so hard for apostolic fathers. And there is a, whoa, there's a ton of junk on you about the rejection of apostolic fathers. And, and yet you're still looking for apostolic fathers. And yet year after year after year, you submitted yourselves to apostolic leadership and that never came through and delivered for you. You've got to just let that go and' they're going to they're bear it. They're op- the object of what they're doing is they're going to take that load because, because yes, you do have an apostolic father in and Galen and a, and a mother and done you still have places that are shut off in your life where you won't receive from them yet because it's storing up the stuff from the rejections that you've had from before. Just let it go to them. Just let it go. Now, you guys down here on the floor, you're going to begin to feel spiritual stuff move. See, it says that, that we can impart something by the laying on of hands to somebody else. That means they can impart their junk. Onto them. And you just simply take that stuff and offer it to the cross. Put it at the foot of the cross. Just put it. Now, are you seeing that we're illustrating exactly what he was just reading for you and teaching? And so you let it go. You guys got to just let it go. It's not yours to bear. It's not part of the pastoral assignment to bear all that rejection that you have felt from, from promises made to you that were never kept. Lots of promises that were made that were never kept. Now, the two of you just begin to lay hands on it. Just start to pray a blessing. Speak blessing into their lives. Just speak it. So we're going to fill up. You see, what they're letting go of, they're going to start filling back up. You're feeling this, aren't you? I, mean, I can feel it standing right here. My whole body's just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can feel this is being the church. Let it come. Just keep letting it go onto them and you guys just keep offering it up to the cross. You might begin on the floor. You might begin to feel pain. You might begin to to shake because you're going to start feeling what they've been carrying and trying to cover up and hiding all along. Take a moment here. Keep keep it coming. Keep the the blessing coming. Fill up. Do it more, Lord. We we don't want to leave anything of all of this stuff that's come from the the purity of their hearts and seeking apostolic leadership. rejection the rejection those that said sure we'll be with you and then weren't yes we'll serve alongside of you and didn't the ones that said we'd stand with you and then were turned off by their flaws let that go let that go The church leaders who promised to stand with you, but they were too busy doing their own thing to do that. That hurt, just let that go. Fill them with a blessing, more blessing, more of your blessing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you that every burden has been covered at the cross. Thank you for these servants who would humbly lay on the ground that burdens could be taken away. Thank you for showing us a greater way to walk together in community. Thank you for the freedom that you're bringing to your servants. More blessing, more of your blessing. May the goodness of the Lord fill them in every place that the uh, that, that 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 these burdens have been. Let them proceed forward in this apostolic relationship um, in in a way that is that is pure, in a way that is and and, and I, I and, and and would you satisfy the desires of their heart? the desires of their heart for an apostolic relationship we bless them today in Jesus name amen amen do you get the lesson you see that's bearing one another's burdens thank you guys so much you need to help them up off the floor though they're going to need some help
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Amen. We're dismissed. (laughs) Let's just finish the scripture and stand up. Why don't we stand up? Let's just stand up because we are done. Point made. You had a really good visual. (laughs) Never would have thought of that one. Wow. I'm just going to read it from the top and we're just going to close and pray after this. My beloved friends, Legacy City Church, if you see one of us or anyone else that's a believer who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the Spirit Seek to restore them. Win them over with gentle words, which will open their heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over them. Love empowers us. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. And if you think you're too important to stoop down (laughs) to help another, to help a brother from another mother, you're living in deception. So, Father, this morning we come before your feet and we thank you that though we've been brought low, that you've lifted us up, that you take the humble and you, you lift them up. We thank you, Father, we thank you, Dad, that you take us by the chin and you turn our faces towards you. And ultimately, it's you. You are the one who carries our burdens. It's so easy with you. When we look to you, when we seek your kingdom, when we seek your realm, your authority, your presence, your ways, Yahweh, <laughs> your ways instead of our ways. It's so much better. We know, God, we admit that it's not easy, but you take our burdens and you lighten our load and you give us grace to lift each other up. So this morning, Lord, we just receive that deposit of grace this morning. We receive that ability to go outside of ourselves to let go of self-preservation and self-protection as we trust you and follow your leading and we, we link arms with one another and we lift each other up and we encourage with words and with our steps, with our actions. We don't want to be the one that just says, we wish you well, good luck with that one. We want to be the ones who say, what can we do to help? How can I pray? How can I help serve you you and your family? So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your amazing love this morning. Your love is our filter. Your love is our source. And we just invite you to flood our beings. Flood us with your love this morning that we would fulfill the the law of the anointed one, that we would love one another just as we love ourselves. We love you, Jesus. We love you above all others. In Jesus' name. Amen, guys. Wow.